0: Hey there, restaurant pros. It's David Scott Peters and welcome to episode one of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003 and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom for your restaurant and the financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Today's topic centers around the principle of systems. Being known as a restaurant systems expert, I'm extremely passionate about how systems are the key to restaurant owners imposing their will, getting things done their way even when, and especially when, they're not in the building. Systems are an integral part of achieving restaurant prosperity and the restaurant of your dreams. Let's get started. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is being brought to you by Repeat Returns. If you're a restaurant owner of a medium to high volume independent restaurant, multi-unit or franchise operator, and you're looking for a proven and realistic solution to attract, grow and retain customers, then you need to visit Repeat Returns. Repeat Returns is a modern marketing platform created by a restaurant owner for restaurant owners. It studies each customer's habits and patterns, predicts the most profitable outcome for your restaurant every single day, and deploys the marketing to make that happen. You'll never lift a finger. To see if Repeat Returns is right for you, visit repeatreturns.com forward slash DSP. Today, I wanna share with you what I mean when I talk about restaurant solutions, restaurant systems, I think they're synonymous. They're one and the same. What is a restaurant solution? Heck, I'm the systems guy. Talk to anybody, I'm the restaurant systems expert. Been coaching independent restaurant owners just like you since 2003. Teaching them to have what I call restaurant prosperity, freedom from their business, and financial freedom, the financial freedom they deserve. Well, isn't that what we all want to do, right? Take care of our guests, have the passion for industry, right? Love creating memories and reap the rewards, not just work so hard. And it's gotten harder and harder and harder. Heck, I grew up in this business. As many as you know, I grew up working for my mother, toughest manager in the world, right? Because there'd be no favoritism. And as I work through my career as an independent operator moved into operations role to an operations role in a franchise to the chief operating officer of franchise turning around from near bankruptcy to creating a restaurant coaching and training company that developed software and selling that in June of 2019. And now still to this day, coaching independent restaurant owners and managers just like you to what make money, have the life you deserve. Isn't that our goal? all while not losing sight of our guest. That's awesome. Well, I'm gonna tell you, when we have sit there and say, when we talk about systems, a system, a process, a way to doing anything and everything in your business, that's what we mean. It allows you to impose your will without being there. It's how the chain restaurants don't have owners in them. Because there's a system, a process, a way. So when we talk about restaurant systems or restaurant solutions, those are synonymous. They're the same, one and the same. But I'm gonna tell you right now, Before we dive into what systems are and what systems you need to have, you've got to understand that there are three skill sets you must have to be successful in this business. Whether you're a restaurant owner or a manager, does not matter. You want to be successful. There are three skill sets you must have. And it starts with our qualitative skills. Qualitative skills are your gut feel. You know your business because you wander around, you walk the circle, right? You place an order, you check it in, you seat a guest, you, deliver their food, you drop a check, you schedule your employees, you see they're doing something right, you see they're doing something wrong, you correct it. You're imposing your will because you're in the building. You're there, right? And all too often, the the, the challenge is we run our business based off our, our gut feel, our qualitative skills, along with our bank account. Well, you could do that back in 1995, right? You would call up your bank account. Yeah, call up your bank account, find out what your bank balance is. And based on your sales coming through the weekend, you'd write checks on a Friday to have them clear on a Monday, which was against the law then. But today you can't even do that. Your checks clear like this. Oh, by the way, the margins have changed. We, our expenses have gone way up since 1995, to put that in perspective. So we can't keep doing that. So then we say, okay, we know we need the numbers part, right? What is that? That's the quantitative skills. You say, oh, I need to have my quantitative skills all polished up. And you say, okay, I'm going to go out there and search the internet. I'm going to go to to seminars. I'm going to go to uh, restaurant shows. I'm going to watch YouTube. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to find people telling me, well, hey, the National Restaurant Association says that the average food cost for a full-service restaurant is 34%. And you're thinking, hey, Chef, 34%. You go home and you say, chef, I need a 34% food cost. Who the hell said that was your number? See, that's an average. Is your restaurant average? Are you in the same street corner, same price point, same style of service, same quality product, same, same, same? Or are you different? Do you have a different set of core values than another owner? What's important to them? What's important to you? You can't grab that. Let me, let me tell you why. Let's say you come home from a show, you see a speaker like me quote the NRA and say 34% food costs. So you say, chef, 34% food cost. What if you're a steakhouse? What if you're a steakhouse and your food cost should be 38%? Based on your recipe cost cards, your menu mix, how well you or badly you run your kitchen, 38 is your number. And you say 34%. Well, the only way that your chef, he or she can hit her numbers, is what? Buy shitty product. Reduce portion sizes. Cut you out of business. Because based on recipe costing cards, what the customers actually purchase, your food cost is supposed to run around 38%. So to hit 34, I've got to cheat the guest. Vice versa, what if you're a pizzeria pasta place? (laughs) And your food cost should be 24%. And your manager's hitting 34, and you're patting him or her on the back going, you're doing an awesome job when they're losing you thousands of dollars every single week month, depending on your volumes. So we sit there and say, wait a second, you've got to know your numbers. See, that's why I preach the two most important things any restaurant should have are budgets and recipe costing cards, proactive tools, but it starts with the budget. Where should your numbers be based on your core values, your location, your price point, your quality of product, right? Your core values, who you are as a person, how you want this business run, how it reflects who you are as a person. That's what's critical. Because with a budget, we set our targets. We sit there and say, hey, my quantitative skills is what? I need a 34 percent food cost. No, I need a 30 percent food cost. No, I need a 26 percent food cost. Based on your numbers, what you need to do to achieve those numbers. That's important. And that's where we say, "Okay, that's where the systems come in. I'm going to talk about that just one second before I get there. The third skill set you've got to have, right? Starts with our qualitative skills, our quantitative skills. Now, solid training. You've got to have solid training. See, you have to train your managers what their job is, how to do it, how well it should be done, more importantly, by when. Because if we don't, they're not going to get it done. How do you hold somebody accountable to something that they don't truly understand? That's when we give them license to look you in the eye and say, you never told me that. So when we take the time to develop the system, the process, the way, we teach people what the job is, how to do it, how well it should be done, more important by when, we can get results. And this is why I love systems. I love systems because number one, when we create those budgets, it creates our quantifiable goals. We know what we need to hit, you need to hit in your business, not somebody else's numbers, your numbers, what you need to do to achieve financial freedom. Ah, wait a second. We have trainable results. Because remember, I said there's a system, a process, a way to doing anything and everything in your business. So if you've developed that system, you train that system, we now have people who know what their job is, how to do it, how well it should be done, more importantly, by when. That's how we get it done. But ultimately, what I love about systems is it takes the personalities out. See, I don't care if you're a bully. Manager says the rules are written by me for you to follow. There's a door. Don't let it hit in your ass on the way out. Right? Right? what I say. I don't care if you're the jellyfish. You know, the jellyfish manager is that, that that bartender you talked into becoming a manager. And overnight, bang, they were a manager. And they need to crystallize a spine because they still want everybody to like them. I hope that you're a coach because you understand you may have created all these systems, the rules, but you can't do everybody's job at the same time. You actually need everybody. You may be able to do each one of their jobs, but you can't do them at the same time. But it doesn't matter where you fall in that spectrum. See, we're getting to a point where I have a philosophy that I hate managing people, yet I'm the systems guy and I teach you how to manage your restaurants and your people. Why do I hate it? Because it's all about personalities. I'm gonna remove the personalities, take them right out, and that's what systems do. See, what happens is what? You either did your job or you didn't. I can walk into the office and grab the manager log or go on my phone because I'm using software and see that you filled it out or you didn't. I can look at the manager checklist, right, on paper or on my phone, see you either did it or you didn't. I can check your numbers and see that you ordered on budget or you didn't. I can see you scheduled on budget or you didn't. I can see you controlled labor yesterday or you didn't. You either did your job or you didn't. It's black and white. That's what systems provide. They provide me the quantifiable goals, the trainable results, and they take the personalities out. And that's critical because that's how we get success with systems. Now, the truth of the matter is, all too often, when I say restaurant systems, <clears throat> what's the first thing that comes to mind? As a restaurant operator, there's three things come to mind. A point-of-sale system, most, most important piece of equipment you'll ever buy in your business is your point-of-sale system. It's critical to your business. This single tool controls theft. This single tool gives you all the numbers to run your business from gross sales, comps, voids, transfers, no sale reports, right? Controls, we financial controls. But it gives me numbers like timekeeping for labor controls. It gives me the ability to see my product mix, to find out my ideal food costs, see what I should cut from my menu, what I should change. Your POS system is critical. But that's not what I mean by systems or restaurant solutions. The second thing most people think of is food and beverage software, right? For recipe cards, ordering, inventory. While that is critical, I'm going to tell you, you must have it. And while that is some tripping over of what I really think of as systems, that's not what I'm talking about, but you got to have it. Scheduling software. Third piece of people think about, I need scheduling software. Well, yeah, you need to have scheduling software, but that's not what I'm talking about. Even though that is critical to what we want to get done in our business, we've got to make sure that we can get to that point. So what do I mean by systems? I'm the systems guy. Well, it starts off with this understanding that I wrote a book, if you don't know by now, called Restaurant Prosperity Formula, What Successful Restaurateurs Do. You can find it on Amazon right now. Um, it retails at $15, but I think Amazon has it down on 13 something. I don't know why they do that to a poor little guy like me, but the truth of the matter is you can find that book. And the book is a labor of love. It was created based on the 22 most successful restaurant tours I've ever worked with. They were part of what a group, a coaching group I had, and I called them my elite group. And we met on a quarterly basis. And they taught me that to have prosperity, you had to be a leader in your business, you needed systems and training, you needed accountability and taking action. That's the basis of the formula. But they also taught me that you've got to have a passion for this business, and persistence to be successful. And I took all that, put it in a book, put together my way of how to help you become successful. And in doing that, I modeled something I call the 23 stages of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. Now, I broke things down into bite-sized chunks. And when I talk about restaurant systems, restaurant solutions, I am talking about the 23 stages. Now, while this is not an exhaustive list, It is pretty darn close. And what do I mean? Well, when we follow these 23 stages, it starts off with things that are easy. It's gonna be things that you must do, things that you hate to do, and things that make you money. And it's kind of in bite-sized chunks. And you can go into any order you want with the 23 stages. But this is my suggested way. So to start off, we have stage one. Now, I use a a piece of software out there called Monday.com that I love for project management. And I have actually built the 23 stages in there to help my members keep track of where they are and what they've got to do to be successful. Now, stage one is all about restaurant 101. Hot food, hot. Cold food, cold. Clean, safe work environment for the guest employees. Wow, customer service. Incredible product. That's what we're put on this earth to do. Remember, hospitality. And I add to that pre-shift meetings for training on a daily basis. Well, that's pretty darn easy. Well, I'm gonna tell you, that's where we start. You gotta take care of the guests because if your restaurant sucks, who cares about anything else? Well, as we move on, we say, okay, stage two. Stage two starts getting to the accounting side of things. Verifying you're on accrual accounting, not cash accounting, fixing your chart of accounts, fixing your POS system and your AP and payment ch- categories that everything looks the same because all too often I see in profit and loss statements, I'll see front of house, back house labor, but we have it all by position. Servers, right, bussers, food runners, hosts, cooks, prep cooks, dishwashers, barbacks, bartenders. We need to have all that listed out and they need to be the same, same food categories, food, bottle beer, draft beer, wine, liquor, not just food and beverage. We've got to trust our numbers. You've got to fix your timekeeping, your POS system. All too often, we we have people that have pay rates from five years ago. It's important because we're going to use that tool to be successful. We need budgets, and then we need to create a plan with that budget for success. See, we're setting ourselves up for success. Then we sit there and say, oh, wait a second. Stage three, what do I need? Now we're in the daily administration, Forecasting sales, tracking our DSR to make sure we balance on a nightly basis and we have our numbers for our food costs, for our labor costs, our poor cost. We need to be tracking our invoices and our paid outs, having a manager log for continued communication and controlling our cash on a day-to-day basis that managers can't leave. If those drawers, right, are, are more than $5 over under till they find the problem and fix it. Now we get into stage four and we say, oh, I need checklists. Now I know a lot of people hear checklists, David, I tried, they don't work. Well, it's because you, your checklists suck and you're holding the wrong people accountable. We need to hold managers. Well, you've got to create opening, closing checklists, side work, checklists, monthly checklists, equipment, checklists, China and dish checklists, silverware, checklists, glassware, merchandise. Imposing your will without being there, you got to create those. That's stage four. Stage five is holding people accountable to those checklists, which is a completely different skill set, right? Creating them is easy. Right? When's the last time you created a checklist, put it on there, and went, Oh, I can't get my employees to to do the work. They don't, they don't try. Well, no, you have a manager. Why do I have a manager to ensure the process is working? And checklists are critical. If you can't get somebody to follow a checklist, what makes you think they're gonna take inventory every Sunday accurately and on time? To care about the guest expectation that the same portion goes out every single time, that the kitchen is clean, that every gasket is clean of debris and mold and all the things that break down your equipment, right? Checklists are critical to that. Now, stage six, is if you've got a bar, we start stocking by the six-pack, stacking and removing beer deliveries to make sure we don't have theft, comp reports and, and five-in-one poster to make sure we're, we're taking care of our, our employees and doing what's regulated. So it's easy, something real simple and easy. Stage seven, what I call the restaurant checkbook guardian, or aka the purchase allotment system, where we give up ordering without giving up our checkbook. And we add to it a key item tracker, waste tracker, and receiving procedures, and we can reduce our food costs two to three points and get the same benefit in bottle beer, draft beer, wine, liquor, maybe not at 3%, but depends on what your sales volumes are. Then we move into stage eight, and now we're into a 52-period cash flow budget. So think of it as 12 weeks at a time. What I want you to do is remember that what pays your bills, cash or profits? Cash. Cash is king. We need to Manage that. And you need to put yourself in a position when we talked about in stage two, making sure your chart of accounts right, your everything was all set up, that when we work with our accountant, our bookkeeper, that we are getting our books within five days of you providing the last piece of information. So you've if you're working on numbers that are not timely, that are 15, 30, 60, 90 days in the past, who cares? It is so late. You are looking so f- backward in your rearview mirror, it's three miles ago. You can't see it, you can't do anything about it. We need to proactively manage and that's where the cash flow budget comes in. Stage nine. These are the things that a lot of independents think, oh, that's for the big corporate guys. What I call the vision equation. Mission, dream, vision, core values. Core values being critical. Because if you document your core values and your managers make decisions based off your core values, not their own, they're almost never in trouble. There may be a coaching opportunity. Stage 10. We need to start defining people's roles, creating an org chart. Michael Gerber, the E-Myth Revisited, great book, should get it. He says, when you want to build your org chart, it's for the company you hope to have, not the one you have today. And you, you take everything out of it of who's working for you right now. Create the job descriptions, assign people to it. and you, Your name may be on five different things till you have money to support those. Well, org chart. Job duties, assigning positions, that's critical. So there's bright lines, because all too often, there's so many things that go on in our business that are so simple, we think somebody else will get it. Nobody gets it, and you get frustrated. Well, are you giving bright lines of responsibility and no? And oh, by the way, instead of inventing jobs when you have the money for that new position, all you're doing is giving up those responsibilities and know exactly what you're doing? That's critical. Stage 11, now it's constant communication. It's our meetings, 60 to 90 minutes long. There's the owner meeting, reviewing the past, talking about forward. There's the GM meeting, talking about the past, going forward, but all the owners are on the same page with that GM, and the GM has a manager meeting doing the same thing. See, we've got to have formal meetings on a weekly basis to keep communication open and moving forward. Stage 12. These are food, beverage, and some labor systems that, that really can start to make a huge impact in your business. You got to set up your, your products and your software you're using, batch recipes, that's components, uh, uh, soups, side dishes, anything you create in your kitchen so we can have accurate inventories. Setting up shelf-to-sheet inventory. When I've worked with three, four, five, six million-dollar restaurants to take inventory every Sunday in under an hour, shelf-to-sheet. This is why software can be so important when you talk about that solution. Now, with that said, weekly inventory is not monthly. See, I need to see when I measure and I've got a problem that I can make a change when I've got three weeks left, I can find that problem right away. So that way we're calculating our cost of goods sold on a weekly basis. And we add to that something you call the restaurant payroll guardian, what I teach my members, a system that I teach. that's also known as a labor allotment system where I tell my managers how many hours and dollars they have to spend next week to be on budget. And that's critical, right, to go on budget. Now, it's funny, I keep saying it's critical. Every stage is critical. Here's the deal. Whether you're a $350,000 sandwich shop or you're a $10 million uh, restaurant, a single unit operator, or somebody who has seven units, it takes the same amount of work to run each one of these restaurants. These systems are universal and are required to run each and every business. So obviously, it's easier when you have higher volumes because you can afford managers. And that's critical to all these systems. By the way, as we go through here, I want you thinking in the back of your brain, I'm teaching my managers, my system, my process, my way, I'm holding them accountable to that system. You as owners, I'm not looking for you to do the work. Quite the opposite. Stage 13, we're back to accounting, things we don't really like to do. Well, we should have a weekly prime cost budget variance report where we can see where you hit or missed, giving us time to make change, to get back on budget. I need a quarterly bonus program for my managers. And I can do that when I have weekly food costs and I used the labor allotment system, the restaurant payroll guardian, because now I have a good picture of what I did last week in prime cost. And since I have measurable results, that which we measure improves, I can put a bonus program in place for all the hard work my managers are doing. Stage 14. Now we're into food and beverage systems, yield tests, item, recipe, costing cards, looking at setting up your ordering, automatic par levels, a thing that I teach, along with your ordering systems, prep systems, and a perpetual inventory form in your liquor closet to, to make sure you prevent theft. We go to stage 15. Now we're into some labor things that we don't like to do. We got to make sure our employee files are up to date, that our payroll reports are correct. We're maintaining master schedules, what people's schedule availability is. We're setting up our staffing guides, how many servers I need the AM, the PM, cooks, and so on. I'm making sure that we're cutting off our requests at a certain day for time off, that we're scheduling to budget, and we are approving and posting a schedule at least four days before the next week, showing our employees' way of respect for their time. Now, Stage 16, we're back to accounting. Now we have a monthly, a monthly budget variance report. And the key here is, let's say in month one, I was supposed to make $14,000. That's based on the systems, based on my plans, based on sales, I was supposed to make $14,000 this month. But wait a second, I only made seven. I, my labor co- cost was over budget, my food costs over budget, my sales were lower than expected. I only made 7,000. Well, now we change the next 11 months, the next six months, the next three months. We make small incremental changes through the rest of the budget, through the rest of the year to make the $7,000 back. We don't just go, heck, I didn't make seven grand that I should have and go, oh, shucks. We put a plan in place to make the money we deserve. That's why budgets are so important and why stage 16 puts us on a path that which we measure improves. Stage 17, now we're into training. We're talking about training positions. We need job descriptions for every position, training manuals for every position, tests, evaluations, checklists for training and scheduling those trainings. We need position trainers guides. We need a patterned interview for interviewing people and asking them the same questions every single time. Policies for sexual harassment, training for Harassment prevention and employee handbooks, the things we don't really want to do, but you gotta have in place. And again, as you can see, you could start on that you're right at the beginning, but I put them in an order where I think I can develop you and put you in a spot that you do things you don't like, things that are easy, things that make you money that might be a little bit harder to do. Stage 18. Well, wow, we got to pay attention to our I-9 systems in place, our OSHA reportings in place, our 8027 tip reports in place. Again, things we don't think we need to do, but the government doesn't care whether you know what the law is or not, you're going to be held to that law. So we better get on it. Stage 19, mid shift bar drawer audits, no sale reports, transfer reports, comp reports, using the POS system to prevent theft and maybe catch it. Stage 20. Now we take checklists to a whole new level, what I call facilities checklists, receiving checklists, HACCP checklists, a walkthrough checklist for systems and everything you do in your business on a monthly basis. Something I learned when I was a franchisor to look at everything from your postings to dust bunnies to that you've got your, your fire extinguishers are you know within date, your Ansel systems in date, to heck, everything else in your business. Are we using the darn systems, imposing your will without being there? Stage 21, well, now we're into controlling our inventory turns, attacking our descending dollar report or going for a prime vendor agreement, which can save us three, four, seven points to our bottom line, buying the same groceries we've always done. Joining a GPO, a group purchasing organization, and I believe that that every restaurant will be on a GPO within the next 10 years. We need to be tracking our labor hours worked versus scheduled. We've got to be looking at our tracking on our weekly and daily labor cost percentages to take control of labor. Stage 22, because I have recipe cost guards and I have that POS system I told you was critical to your business, I can find out what my ideal food cost is based on what my customers actually purchase, which is critical, and then it allows me to do a menu engineering call where we can say, what do we raise the price on? What do we get rid of? What portion changes, you know, do we change? What products can I change? What new items do I need to add? What do I need to merchandise my items to change my bottom line? The power of all this software that you I said you need to have is right then and there is engineering a menu to your profitability. That's huge. Then when we have software again, I can look at my ideal food cost, my actual food cost, my budgeted food costs all tell a different story. And really the biggest thing when we say we need food and beverage software is when I put my recipe cards in, I got my POS system and they all link together. I can look at my ideal versus actual product usage instead of saying, hey, chef, why is your food cost high? Chef goes, I don't know. How about you highlight a line that says brisket based on what our customers purchased? You should have used 350 pounds of brisket, you used 500 pounds, fix it. We've got a holding issue, we've got a a, a prep issue, we've got a portion control issue, we have theft. Go find it and fix it. Really powerful. And finally, stage 23, what I call really kind of an advanced system, something called dollars per labor hour worked, where we look at efficiencies, where we can truly say, hey man, where are we based on our sales? Hey, I discovered we're running about $120 per labor hour worked in our kitchen, and we sell about a $20 ticket on food per person. That means we're averaging about five entrees an hour. Can't you see that that's not efficient? Couldn't you make changes to your schedule, talk with your chef, your kitchen manager, what changes they could make in the business, whether it is simplifying the menu, rearranging the line, or just plain not doing the same dumbass mistakes over and over again because we promise people's hours. So, when I talk about restaurant solutions, restaurant systems, the 23 stages of the restaurant prosperity formula is what I'm talking about. Heck, there are more things in here. You could have a system. My good friend, Darren Dennington, who is a restaurant coach and has a company called Service with Style. I speak with him all over the country. Known him now for uh, 18 years. Great personal friend. Love him to death. He gives in a speech. He, He talks about when he owned his restaurants. He had a system with one person assigned to buying and taking care of light bulbs. They had a system where the ladder was, a credit card, an order form, uh, literally walk them through what different light bulbs went everywhere. And he had one person that had a system, a process, a way to follow to what? Just for light bulbs. So when we talk about imposing our will, restaurant solutions, restaurant systems, they're synonymous. We are talking about making sure we are trying to do what? Have everybody do things our way. Now look, I think this is, Incredibly important and powerful, and often we don't know where we need to start. So I want to offer you something. If you go to my website, David Peters, David, I'm sorry, let's try it again, DavidScottPeters.com, DavidScottPeters.com, and right at the top, right on my homepage, there's a button about just a, a, a just towards the bottom of the screen when you first open it up, depending on what your, your monitor looks like, right? Maybe halfway, all the way to the bottom. And it's this button that says, start your free restaurant evaluation. And this is what I want to provide you. I want It's free, no strings attached. I'm not even going to call you. You're going to have a choice whether you want to get on a call with me, but here's the deal. You want to know where you are on your systems journey. What gaps you have in your profitability. Do you have? Are you operating on a budget? Are you scheduling based on that budget? Are you ordering based on that budget? Are you taking weekly inventories? Do you have uh, standard questions for, for interviewing people? Do you have training systems, dot, dot, dot. You click on this button, start your free restaurant evaluation. It's going to ask some pertinent information in the beginning, who you are, where your location is, sales, things like that. And then one question after another should take you 10, 15 minutes. You're just going to check a box. You're going to check a couple boxes. You're going to do whatever it is. Each question is very simple. Click, 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 click. Make your way through. When you're finished, you will have the immediate ability to click a button, says, create your evaluation. I think it says PDF what it's going to do, you're going to click on it, you're going to see the spinning wheel of death, and it's going to create a PDF that downloads to your computer just like that. It will be a 24 to 25 page custom report based on your restaurant, based on what systems, things you have in place, and those things that you're missing. And it's going to identify where your opportunities are to implement new systems to make the money you deserve. I want to give that to you for free. And oh, by the way, when you're done with that, if you like the results, don't like the results, but you want to talk to me personally, you'll be sent an email or you can come back to DavidSkyPeters.com and there's a thing, a little button says free session. You can get on my calendar for 30 minutes for free where I will help analyze, walk you through your report and tell you where your opportunities are and what you can do. No strings attached. So if you are really talking about, Hey, I want to make a change to my business. I need a restaurant solution, a restaurant system. Yes, you need a POS system. Yes, you need uh, food and beverage software. Yes, you need scheduling software. And there's a whole nother list from food safety to seating to uh, taking care of our employees and their human resources. And just the list goes on and on of what you can provide using software. But those top three you got to have. But when I talk about restaurant solutions restaurant systems we're talking about the 23 stages of the restaurant prosperity formula when you implement these 23 stages when you go step by step by step by step i can promise you that you're not going to be at the bottom of the barrel you're going to be at the top and we're in a stage right now in the industry that is blowing up because of COVID 19 that if you think you can go back to the old way of running your business based off your your gut and your bank account calling up. Right, well, this case, going on your phone and seeing what your bank balance is—you are crazy. You are wrong. We've been provided an opportunity to throw out all of our bad habits and make a change today. And if you want that path, if you truly want to know where you are, take me up on my free eval. Go to davidscottpeters.com. Click on start my start your free restaurant evaluation. Take 15 minutes and download your 25-page custom report with. And it will show you every opportunity, every opportunity for what you have a gap in and what you need to do to make the money you deserve. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry for more restaurant resources, or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing, be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass.